1: The last two games against the top teams in the East, but defensively, what needs to change with this
2: team? I think, you know, we're kind of chasing all game, I feel, a little bit um, to where we kind of we're just giving up, you know, up in threes. Um, so I think it kind of starts with, you know, with the ball screen and just making sure we take care of that so we don't have just, you know, easy opportunities.
1: Haitian hey, Ferg with another one? <laughs> I could always depend on you, Haitian. New coach talk is such low-hanging fruit. Our roster stayed the same. All well, the better teams got better. What exactly were you all expecting this year? Well, listen, as Andrew Claudio always says, "Fan is short for fanatic." Um, if it was right, ra- if it was all rational, it'd be boring, and 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 I wouldn't have a job. There you go. Thanks, Haitian. Uh, Rowan Senior, what's going on, Rowan? Aren't the best teams in the league assembled to beat defensive schemes like ours? Um, it seems like we always need perfect execution and luck to beat the best. I think that's an absolutely fair comment. Um, what I will, what I will push back on a little bit
2: is it's not push back, but it, what I will point out: the Knicks. Now, forget the Knicks. No team has the luxury of, of like building you know, their
1: perfect roster, right? You got to take opportunities where they come. And what did Leon Rose inherit? He inherited R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. Randle's a pretty poor defender most of the time. R.J. has been, I'll, I'll be polite and call him a mediocre defender for parts of his NBA career. And then they got their franchise savior. And Jalen Brunson, who is a six foot tall point guard with, you know, significant physical limitations. So those three guys are going to play 35 or so minutes a night for you. And they hit on some guys in the draft. And we, we praise them for that, for hitting on the Emmanuel Quickly's and Quentin Grimes of the world. Quentin Grimes is a six foot four guard, Emmanuel Quickly is a six foot three guard. You know, so, like, they don't really have the personnel to to do a switch. And then there's Mitchell Robinson, who's the other guy that they inherited and who, I think, from the day that Tibbs took over, looked at Mitch, and then they also obviously signed Nerlens Noel and Hardenstein. And, like, it's not a coincidence that every other center that they've signed has been in the Mitch mold because he looked at Mitch and said, okay, between him and the backups that we're going to be able to get, I'm going to be able to through smoke and mirrors do this just well enough. And to their credit, by large part, they have, you bring up the point that against the best defenses, it doesn't work. I would argue that that is the case for 20. I mean, how many other, what teams are built? (laughs) What teams have a defensive scheme that they could employ to counteract the very best offenses in the league? Let's see if I get to, I don't think I'm going to get to a second hand. Minnesota, who made a trade that many people, including I'm pretty sure myself, called like the
2: worst trade of the century to get Rudy Gobert. They could do it. Um Boston, who has just I mean, brilliant team building
1: over over the but they were also gifted. Uh, a a you know a twenty foot head start whatever you want to say it with the with the nets trade that got them Tatum and got them Brown and you know but that but they've supplemented those guys well the KP KP move Drew Holiday move Derek White move
2: brilliant 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 one after another but they were operating from an advantage okay I've named two teams um I I mean Orlando has shown promise this year let's see if it lasts and then. And then Miami, who
1: has the one? I mean, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. That's all you gotta say. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Conversation ends there. You know, Bam Adebayo is the most versatile defender in the NBA, uh, and that's kind of it. Like, what other? I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting any other any other defenses. It's like again, you can count them on one hand. So, you know, but again. To your point, there's a reason why every time, and people are sick of me bringing up his name to the point that we make jokes about it now, that it's going to be twenty thirty 30 and, and we're going to still be talking about trading this guy. Why does O.G. Ananobi always come up? Because he is one of the five most versatile defenders in the NBA. He could guard centers, he could guard once. If there's ever a prayer of the Knicks employing a little bit more switching, it's with a revamped roster
2: that probably almost certainly involves a dude like that. But right now, thanks, Ron. It's good. I'm having
1: fun tonight. uh Drew P feels like we were at a crossroads clear team ceiling. I think this was the first comment of the night, so uh, unless we're done, maybe we're done. Andrew, are we done? No, we're not done. no, this is the second comment. <laughs> so Andrew, are we just gonna go through all the comments again i can I can give new answers to everything for for a little behind the scenes. Well, Andrew lets me know what's going on um i, I Part of the technical difficulties we had tonight is that Andrew Claudio was not supposed to produce. And my understanding is that he is producing this episode from his phone, which, you know, Yeoman's work.
2: Oh no, it's just it's APJP. He's back. Oh, okay.
1: Um, it was Andrew. Now it's APJP. So see, we're I don't even know what the hell's going on. All right, here we go. We're back. Uh Jeff, I wonder if this is uh I wonder if this is. is Jeff Rasmussen, I think it is. I guess I'm an optimist. The best team in the NBA went nuclear, and we had a couple momentum threes to make this close. Plenty of frustrating things, but I got to say, I loved our fight, minus Randall, LOL. I don't know, everybody's killing Randall tonight. Everybody's killing... I,
2: I get, but it's... The bad's always very bad. I've said the same thing a hundred times. The bad, it makes you want to pull your hair out. I didn't think... I.
1: I don't know maybe i' maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy i didn't i I didn't think that was the performance to kill Randall for, but that's me. I could be wrong, God knows I've been wrong before, uh yeah, like their fight it's cool uh, we're loved for you know if we go back to when it was one nineteen
2: um one nineteen one twelve I mean they had so Hart had a turnover
1: then. Porzingis missed a three. Uh Brunson missed a, a shot he he makes a lot of the time. It's a tough shot, but it was a shot he makes a lot of the time. That would have brought it down to five. And then the and then after that, White missed a three, got his own offensive rebound, and then got the layup. And then, but so that went back to nine, quickly missed a three. And then after that, White got to the line, and that was felt like that was kind of it. But like yeah, they had four
2: good opportunities there, four opportunities there, and they just couldn't capitalize on any of them. So, thanks, Jeff. Busy Grimes and RJ Category: Is everyone who plays along our flawed stars set up for failure? Um, I mean, that's a loaded question. <laughs> It's, hmm, it's a fair question. You know what's tough, and this is, I think, part of the issue that the Celtics have been dealing with for the last five years. Julius Randle is a very good passer for his position. He's not a great passer. Jalen Brunson is a point guard. He's probably a below average passer for a point guard. When your top two guys,
1: neither of them is an elite passer. And this is something I've spent so much time thinking about this season in particular as Halliburton ascends into. I I mean, I have some thoughts on Halliburton that I don't even want to say out loud because they're they're aggressive. I'll just say that, Um, you know, like and thinking about teams over the last few years, like Boston has never been able to scale the mountain type top, top, even though they've arguably been on balance. Probably the most team, most uh, talented team the last five years. Um, The Clippers. I mean, when that team was assembled, you would have thought, oh my God, they did what every NBA team wants to do. They paired two apex wings. And they have two playoff series wins to show for it. You know, and then you, but then you look at the teams that are successful, Denver, one of the greatest passers of of all time. Jokic, Lakers, keep finding a way, won a championship, made a conference finals, LeBron James.
2: Dallas had one deep run. Luka Doncic. Um, You know, Phoenix. We'll we'll see what
1: happens. I mean, Booker is elevating himself into that level. Dude's averaging eight plus assists this year. I I don't know how you don't call him an elite passer at this point. Uh, To say nothing of Durant, who's averaging six plus assists. But they had Chris Paul. uh, One of the best point guards of all time. So elite passer. Uh, And then the Warriors, obviously, all their success. I mean to pair Steph with Draymond is like, that was just like unfair in terms of just again, passing and playmaking um, the one team, the one team that kind of bucked the trend was Milwaukee. And it's funny because like, who's the team that's arguably had two of the most, uh, the biggest or been the victim of two of the biggest three or four playoff upsets of the last five years, the Bucks. And it's like, what happens every time the same shit happens, Their are passing falls apart in down the stretch of close games that one year they, they did enough. And I think there was some fortuitous circumstances that helped them, you know, get across the finish line. Yeah. Obviously Giannis went nuclear, um, but like, yeah, they were even on the ropes, obviously against the nets with KD's foot and the whole thing. But, and, and, <laughs> And what did they do this summer? They went out and got one of the greatest point guards of, of his generation, or maybe ever, in Dame Lillard. So I think you bring up a really salient point, Busy. And to me, my biggest structural, foundational question about this team is is exactly that, is exactly what you just hit on, which is like, man, can you succeed at the highest levels today if you don't have a truly great passer Somewhere handling the ball a lot on your team, and um, I don't know, I don't know. I, 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 I suppose we'll find out, won't we?
2: Even the uh, one more the Heat Heat have had some success, right? Over the last few years, Jimmy Butler, you want to talk about elite, elite, elite
1: playmaker, um, on the biggest stage and for his position and with the attention he draws and everything, you know, um. This ain't
2: nothing of Bam, who's a good, you know, really good. Like Lowry, like they're, they're, they got a lot going for them too.
1: (sighs) Thanks, busy. Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time. It's your boy, John. Great to see Grimes respond positively to the benching and play well on the court. Hashtag
2: 53 wins. Yeah, it's good. It's good to see. I was very happy for Quentin Grimes. And I hope he continues playing well.
1: Thank you, Robert. Busy with another one. We put up 122 points, but most of that was in the first half when Boston wasn't trying. Uh, when they put the clamps down in the second half, our offense regressed. Uh, I don't know about not trying in the first half. The Knicks did, like, let's get, can we give credit where credit's due? Like, the Knicks scored 20. I want to say they scored 23 points in the third quarter. I'll look it up right now. Um, but yeah, there was a pivotal stretch in the game where Boston was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna put the clamps down. I didn't not even. The Knicks scored 30 points in the third quarter. I understand some of that was towards the end of the third when it had already started to get away. I acknowledge that. But like, man, it, it's just I think your larger point is like the Knicks aren't gonna are gonna go through stretches in every game where their offense looks not great. And it's like, yeah, okay. I, yes. Since <laughs> we just did a whole, I just did a whole thing on their personnel and why that is. And I, I think that's part of it, but that's every team. I really do. That's every team. It's really hard to be really good offensively for four quarters. Um, thanks. Busy. Appreciate everything tonight. Robert cross with another one. I agree 100% with you about the team being off. My opinion RJ is the X factor. Yes, of course, has to ascend and be the and be consistent. Hashtag fifty three wins. We saw it first seven games to start the year. He was he was really good, and he was consistent. And they
2: had some. It was it was good. It was, it was very helpful. I think the notion that like
1: RJ being that player all the time is going to elevate this team to some level that they're not currently at is living in a fantasy world. All due respect, Robert. And I, you know, I could kid with you about this. We, we've had this conversation like dozens of times over the years off and online. I just, will it help them? Yes. Are they still going to be the basic outline of the team that we see? Yes. In my opinion. I hope I'm wrong. You can throw it back in my face, fam. Uh, Parish, What's going on, Parish? You can't keep shitting on guys and expect it to not ruin your climate. Reddish, Fournier, Obi, now Grimes benched for speaking up. It zaps the
2: energy. Um... Guys, expecting it's not really climate. I mean, I look at the names you mentioned. I don't think any of those guys carried any weight in the locker room. I think there's a very clear hierarchy in this Nick team, and there are certain guys whose
1: voices carry weight, and who the organization cares about what they think and what they say. And I think there are other guys who they do not. As much, and um, if Jalen Brunson, I mean, now, I mean, really, what it comes down to is like if Jalen Brunson's on board, that's kind of really all that matters. And Julius, Julius, but Julius is like in his own, he's on his own wavelength. But like Julius has always bought in enough, you know. I'm sure Julius has gotten frustrated with Tibbs at at times, just like Tibbs has gotten frustrated
2: with Julius at times. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I think you're fishing for something here. Thanks, Parrish. RJ team, elite team with stretch five just
1: completely blows up our defense. Randall could do no wrong in Tibbs' eyes. It's hurting us. I, I again,
2: it's like, this is who Julius Randall is. They, I, it's just I, now I'm getting a little frustrated
1: because it's like it, nobody gets a shorter end of the skit, the stick. Truly, like this guy just put up one of the greatest games
2: that I've ever, honestly ever seen a Nick play against the Bucs, so, certainly offensively. And like, if like any of the dudes that you all love, RJ, Quickly, you know, even Bronson, honestly, did what Julius did the other night. If they had one game that would buy them currency for weeks. Weeks. And like with Julius, it's like, all right, (laughs) next.
1: (laughs) He is what he is. He's a guy that spaces out and is not going to give you maximum effort on defense most of the time. And he's going to get a little ball hoggy sometimes, and it's really frustrating. He's also one of the most talented offensive players in the league when he gets going. And it is the Knicks bed that they are going to continue to lie in probably for a while. Cause there ain't no trade coming on the market. That makes sense for them to do in which Julius Randall is no longer a Nick. You know,
2: I, I, I just, I just wish we could be a little less dismissive. Um, not saying he was good tonight, not saying he was good. But like again, come on. Be fair. Thanks, RJ team.
1: Anthony Sixto, hot take. Not every loss, even a bad loss, is worth wholesale reconsideration of the team. Anthony, you're 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 uh, barred. You're on you're on. You have to go to detention. How dare you say such a thing? Uh, Especially players, coaches in a front office who repeatedly bounced back and kept the arrow pointing up.
2: Yes. Again, I don't know what you're doing. Do do you not know know how this works? (laughs) Thank you, Anthony.
0: Appreciate you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Uh, C.C. Kirby, what's going on, C.C.? First time, long time. Underrated small wrinkle the last two losses. Uh, Bronson, O of 10 from 3. Uh, you're, you're getting the comment of the night award, C.C. Never underestimated team's overall mojo when they see shots going down for teammates. Um, you get the comment of the night because for as much as I and certainly others have tried to Talk up Jalen Brunson's three point shooting this year as this incredible growth for this player that, like, is doing things, especially on pull up threes,
2: that you would have said were unimaginable, uh, you know, two years ago, maybe even last year. It also,
1: like, completely changed how like they were able to, to like go through games and he had good looks tonight, just like he had good looks against Milwaukee. They just didn't go down. His three point shooting has become vital to their ability to win games. Um, Like teams are still guarding him out there. So like I I, but like how many, it feels like how many nights this year did he have? Like, you know, would he have hit like three of those? Imagine if two or three of those go down. All of a sudden, that game that was a seven point game in the fourth quarter. Well, now all of a sudden it's a one point game. Like it completely changes the game. It is something that we have been spoiled by because we have been able to count on Jalen Bronson making like almost like it feels like he makes every open three sometimes. Um and he didn't do it tonight. He didn't do it against Milwaukee and cost him. I'm I'm really happy you pointed that out. Thank you. Sorry, I got the I've had the sniffles all week. Uh, Frank Miranda, what's going on? Uh, what's up, Mac? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. I am not on the fire tips train by any means, but he needs to stop doing his best Sammy the Bull impersonation and whacking his own players during garbage time. Very fair. I'm not gonna push back against that one iota. Um, you know, is he the only coach that would have had Brunson in there and just like wouldn't have thought to take him out?
2: No. A lot of coaches that would would have done it. Um Doesn't make it right. It was a it was a bad. I
1: mean, if he if Brunson misses a game against Toronto, or God forbid, misses more than one game,
2: and they lose, if they like, then awful, 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 awful. Thanks, Frank. I have zero zero pushback against that comment.
1: Uh, Gee, Hooper. Then I'm on the same rowboat as you. I know our ceiling and I'm okay with it for now We we aren't on the same tier. It's just sometimes I don't see the fight grit. Yeah. And that, and that, and that speaks to everybody's comment tonight that something, something's not, something's not there. What is it? What's, or who cares? What is it? What's going to get it back? What's going to get it back? You know, some people think firing the coach will get it back. I <laughs> I, I would push back against that 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 notion. Um,
2: I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes it just takes getting on a roll. Uh,
1: I really don't know. I really don't know. I, I I hope though they find it because that something
2: extra. That's what made them special over the last third of last year. To something extra, and um, yeah, I
1: still think that that you know, it's like the thing that's gonna turn them from a team that wins forty three or forty four or forty five games
2: into a team that maybe has a chance to win some closer to fifty. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be that. thanks you Hoover them Gebo history says you need a superstar for a chip, who? well, I knew that. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to finish that sentence. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, I will say that these guys seem to shake loose pretty, pretty regularly. Um,
1: it may not be the guy you want. That's the only thing I'll say. It may not be the guy you want. It may not be the guy you thought you were going to get. But I, you know, I feel like the flavor of the day is Zion, right? After he put forth a borderline shameful display on national television. And in, in, I don't know, is that the biggest game in like Pelicans history? a chance to go to the IST finals. Like, no, that's not true. They went to the second round of the playoffs. So, um, but it was like a massive game and you have Zion out there looking gassed, not in, not with like six minutes left to go in the fourth quarter with like six minutes to go in the first quarter. I thought, I apologize. Uh, someone for NOLA.com. I think it was NOLA.com, uh, wrote a great article today on that, uh, it was the it got it. I got aggravated. A- aggravated. <laughs> it got aggregated because the uh, reporter, I feel terrible that I forget who it is, noted that uh, according to like sources or whatever, the team has tried to tell Zion many times,
2: like, dude, you got to get your ass in shape and you got to like eat better, and he just won't listen. So,
1: you know. I know there's varying opinions on like, would you trade for Zion? Would you take on a guy that doesn't seem to have any interest in taking his profession seriously? Would you bank on the fact that part of the reason he doesn't take his profession seriously is because of the franchise he's playing for? And because that franchise has seemingly repelled like good basketball player after good basketball player and doesn't seem to know what the fuck they're doing
2: half the time? I don't know, but He's a name. I'd certainly keep an eye on him. Thanks, Jibo.
1: Busy with another one. Um, We got this one already, but thank you again, busy. And we got this one from Jibo. Brian Fishman. Here we go. The front office since taking over the Knicks has always made trades at the deadline to bolster the roster with the depth of this team. I'm under the impression that it is star or bust. So, I'm going to lean on reporting of people who are far more uh, have far more insight on this matter than than I do. Uh, Fred Fred Katz, obviously friend of the pod, Fred Katz, who I believe I'm going to be podcasting with uh, later this weekend, had a very good article earlier today with a decent amount of intel in it, in which he stated something that I think I've. It's has been obvious to me, at least, for a little while, but he just kind of put it out there as as firm reporting, which is that the Knicks do not see the star level player becoming available in season, meaning they figure this is it's probably gonna be an off season thing, which like again, NBA history is undefeated. Very rare do you have in season superstar trades. There are exceptions, Kevin Durant. James Harden, but like those all each time Harden. And then the one time Durant got traded in season over the last handful of years, those were like, those were really kind of summer trades. Cause like all of those, all those players like basically went to their franchises and like, we, we want out and the franchise was like, no. And then dur like, Eventually, they they reached a point where it's like, yeah, I guess we have to do this. And they did it. Um, So I don't see a a, a
2: superstar shaking loose in season. That said. um, It's all. (laughs) Let me say this. If there is a
1: if there is a consolidation trade. Meaning two rotation players go
2: out, one better rotation player comes in that they feel makes their team better this year. And the consolidation trade involves a young player or young players, rotation players. But they don't feel that it will hamstring their
1: ability to make the superstar trade. I do not think that they will blink an eye. And maybe maybe that's not saying much. But again, I, I couch that in very specific language. If they think that it will make them better this year, I do not think that they will hesitate to trade multiple young players who are currently part of the rotation um, as long as it leaves them enough left in the tank to make the bigger trade down the line. Um, maybe that trade never comes to the light of day. I don't know. But if such a trade
2: it becomes available, I don't think they'll hesitate for one second. this This team is done. Like this,
1: we know what their their goal is. They're 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 in it to win it. You know, who's, you know who's more the only people more sick of this team not being part of the contender
2: circle than fans is the front office. Well, actually, the owner. But thanks, Brian. Uh, busy with another one. We got that one already. Thanks, busy. Andrew. Andrew Claudio. Hi, John. First time in a long time. A lot to get to.
1: Uh yes, a lot to get to. I I hope I'm doing it. Oh, here we go. Uh, one, fire Tibbs. It's time. Amen to that. Thank you, Andrew. Two, never
2: mind. Rehire Tibbs. It's the holidays. Well. Oh. Season of giving. Three. Actually, fuck it. Fire Tibbs. Enough is enough.
1: Andrew likes to have fun with me. I, God bless him for that. Um, as I look over, and the Suns are losing by 14 to the Kings uh, in
2: the fourth quarter. Probably fire. Probably fire Frank Bogle. That's what happens in the league. You lose to good teams.
1: Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate you as always. Kevin Danishevsky, I'm just here to watch John
2: get mad. We'll be fine. Did I get that bad today? I got that bad. Got a little <laughs> perturbed. Thank you, Kev.
1: Oh, Andrew, with another one. Four. The best Christmas song is Run DMC or McCartney. Um, I'd simply be having a wonderful Christmas time with a new coach. <laughs> That's good. That was good. That was good. I like that. One. That was good. <laughs> you get credit for that. And then five. The worst Christmas song is Christmas shoes. That song has no purpose except to make you sad. It's the Tom Thibodeau of Christmas songs. That was that was over the line, Andrew. I have no idea what song you're talking about. Christmas Shoes. Zero clue. Andrew with one more. Hashtag inhale. Hashtag exhale. Hashtag repeat. Hashtag happy holidays.
2: I like it. I should quote your quarterback. I got five letters for you. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Drazov.
1: What's going on, Drazov? Uh, everyone is missing that Fournier is our biggest problem. <laughs> His negative attitude above replacement is bringing down the net vibes over
2: replacement. <laughs> That's a good comment.
1: I appreciate that, Jazil. Like, I see now we're getting into the levity portion of the program. I think, which I do, I very much appreciate. Um. Sam Garcia's dad. What's going on? Sam Garcia's dad. How are you? hope the holidays uh, have met the Garcia family very well. Uh, looks like we could have used 38 from IQ tonight, you think? Uh, Bucks and Celtics will be trouble until the superstar arrives. Thanks, KFS, for making these losses bearable. I don't know that I'm making anything more bearable. I'm probably making it less bearable, but I appreciate the sentiment. So quickly, tonight had um, 17 points on 4 of 10 shooting, got to the line six times, made all six. Um. Was three of eight from deep.
2: I haven't talked about it tonight. I don't know. I've since the Miami game, which was one, two, three, four, five, six games ago, I've felt I don't know. I felt I.
1: am sure there's a game I'm miss. I'm not remembering because I feel like Quik, it, it, it's impossible that quickly has gone this long without having a, a a really noteworthy game. I'm just pulling up my stars of the game. Um, he had a really good game against Phoenix. He had an, a pretty good game against Charlotte, and then Detroit, Toronto, and then Milwaukee. And tonight, yeah, that's four straight games.
2: I would say I've been. A little underwhelmed by quickly. Now, caveat, he set the standard at being like at times the next second best player. Um, and
1: by I think all of our definition, the best six man in the league. So when you set the standard that high and then you have some games like tonight where you're just okay, it's like, man, why wasn't quick? Why wasn't quickly there to save our asses? But it just speaks to how often he does save their ass. Um, but yeah, but it 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 reminds me of the comment earlier about Brunson. Like, man, Brunson, zero for ten from deep in these two games. Like, it, it, it that matters. Emmanuel quickly not being there to save the Knicks' ass with a with a one man run where it's like he got the Knicks back in it. It matters. They
2: need this shit. It's all a part of what makes them special. Thanks, Sam. Garcia's dad.